Today's episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by Wrestling Arcade's Kickstarter project Pro Wrestling's Greatest Moments, a pixelated guide. Wrestling Arcade is a fantastic Twitter account which I've been a fan of for years that recreates classic wrestling moments in glorious 16-bit graphics like the Super Nintendo and Mega Drive, or the Sega Genesis for our American friends. You know, the golden age of video games. You may even recognize Wrestling Arcade's work from the intro of Being the Elite, and now Wrestling Arcade have launched a Kickstarter for a coffee table book version of their work, which will cover classic moments from WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NXT, AEW, and more. The book will contain nearly 400 pages of moments hand-created in pixelated goodness. The book has already had support from the likes of Sasha Banks, Zack Ryder, Joey Janela, and Kenny Omega, so why not show your support too? Head on over to WrestlingRK.com for more more information. You can support Pro Wrestling's Greatest Moments, a pixelated guide from as little as six bucks. So support Wrestle Talk and support Wrestling Arcade. That's WrestlingArcade.com for more information. Support Wrestle Talk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen, and this is not your standard podcast intro. We haven't got Pete here, we haven't got Fakador here to do your you know, your mailbag questions and your emails and whatnot, because this is a bonus episode. However, I did want to tease out that we've got something quite big and exciting happening tomorrow in Ollie's absence. So I'm just here to kind of tease that up for the Raw review. I'll say no more. Um, but yeah, it's, we're, we're very, very excited um, to do this on the podcast and the Wrestle Ramble. So um, yeah, just, you know, make sure you listen to that episode because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to doing it for you. But for now, this is our review of Extreme Rules 2019. Here is the show. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to kick things off. This is the post-Extreme Rules Wrestle Ramble. For those of you who are asking, uh, I haven't seen Fight for the Fallen yet. Nor have I. I haven't seen Evolve yet. Nor have I. I haven't seen the G1 yet. Nor have I. Those were on my list of things to do today, but it's now 3 p.m., so I might have to wait until tomorrow before mm. I get to actually start watching some of those. But, so we're going to talk about Extreme Rules instead, which was long. It was a long, long show. It was. From what I can gather, so was Fight for the Fallen. It might have even been longer. But anyway, mm. let's talk about... Uh, Extreme Rules, which I thought was a really, really good show. Yeah. I, yeah. I really, really liked this. It exceeded my expectations. Granted, my expectations were not that high. I thought there might be a couple of matches that were pretty good and the rest would be a bit boring. But I found myself having a good time for the vast majority of the show, bar maybe one match. Yeah. I was having a good time. Absolutely. And I would say I was having a good time, a really good time, up until the last two matches. Whereas mm. I thought the... WWE Championship match between Kofi and Joe suffered from the fact that the crowd clearly didn't buy into Joe winning. Yeah, and it was just, and like just chanting for Lesnar to cash mm -hmm. in, and yeah. I just I think that what Kofi has had, I mean we'll get onto it later, but I think his championship run has been missing a credible championship contender. And therefore, I don't think anyone ever believes that he's in jeopardy of losing the belt. And therefore, no one can really get into his matches and haven't done since the Bryan feud. Mm -hmm. um, and the main event, I wasn't that into either. And I don't think the crowd were. Again, 
because I didn't think the crowd ever bought that Corbin and Evans were going to win. So all we were doing was just sort of like silently watching Seth and Becky do some spots with them before we wait until the finish came around. And it was the, the both batches were a bit boring, really, mm. particularly the main event. I, I enjoyed both of those matches more than I enjoyed uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match. The oh, yeah. Bailey, yeah. Nikki Cross, and Alexa. That, well, I, thought it, I thought it was so-so. That, that match for me was the most boring match of the night. I think there were still some redeeming factors for both the WWE Championship match and the main event. Main event was riddled with logic holes, but we'll talk about that later. But I still I still managed to find some modicum of enjoyment out of it, which was nice. Until the ending, that is. I think with the SmackDown women's match, I had interest in there because I thought we might get Sasha Banks. So I was kind of like, there was teasers of that again throughout the commentary. Mm-hmm. And I thought at some points that Bliss and Cross might win. I thought that Becky's got the odds stacked against her. And there is every chance that this company could just put the belt back on Alexa. And, yeah. and so at least there... There was a modicum of interest in that there might be a title change. These two main events, I was like, there's no yeah. way. Absolutely no way in hell. But yeah, let's talk about, though, the sort of post angle. Mm. Actually, George, should we talk about the, the main event the first? The entire main event. Let's, let's do talk about that. the main event first. It was Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans uh, with the it's winners take all for the Universal and Raw Women's Championship in an Extreme Rules tag team match where there are no rules except for the rule <laughs> that men must fight men and women yeah. must fight women yes. and there must be legal tags. Yes. Ex- except that there's no DQs, so if you don't follow those rules, then there's no repercussions. Absol- that's what I thought. I was, while I was watching, I was like, why isn't Becky just beating up Corbin? Because yeah. she can't get DQ'd for yeah. breaking the rules. Everyone's just, you know, wrestling's just built on honor. You know, that, that's what this is all about. They, they just respect the wrestling industry so much that they'll just follow the rules. And then when they do. when Corbin hit the end of days on Becky Lynch at the end, oh. the commentator's like, he's gone too far. <laughs> he did a wrestling move in a wrestling ring. How bloody dare he? I don't think a tag had been made. I think that's why this is against the rules and the rules are in place for a reason. It actually was the best bit of the match. I loved me. it. It was Corbin giving at the end of the day. She took it like an absolute jet. It, it was, was great. Brilliant. It was Absolutely such a good spot. Absolutely brilliant. And the crowd went nuts for it. Because the crowd the, had been dead. The, the crowd, and I have I saw very briefly, I checked out um, the Squared Circle Reddit um, briefly this morning on my way into the office. And I only saw one comment, which no one really picked up on. But I believe someone that went spoke about the lighting. Uh, which has been a problem at different pay-per-views where there's been a light shining on most of the audience and they can't see the matches and things like yeah. that. So I don't know whether that was a factor because it was just one person mentioning just like, oh, when are they going to fix their lighting issues? Hmm, it's like, was that a problem that maybe the crowd couldn't get into it because they couldn't see stuff? Or like, what was it? Or was it just the crowd was silent for certain things because they went into it? Or I don't know what it was, but the crowd were very quiet for a lot of this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially in that in the main event. It was... You could hear a pin drop they most were, of this. I think they were tired. It was late in mm-hmm. the day. It's the main event. It's been a long show. You know, it was four hours. The card was four hours long, plus the one hour pre-show. So that's mm-hmm. five hours people have been in the building for. It's a yeah. long time to keep people in a wrestling and keep them interested. Mm. Um, and particularly then, you present them a main event where there's almost zero chance that the heels are going to win. Yeah. And there's these logic holes with the rules and not rules so i i don't blame the crowd for not being into this at all by this point i was i was very much done with this show i was i was done so i was ready to just you know Mm -hmm. wrap this up and start writing my review and it was just they did some spots crowd chanting for lesnar yeah and so uh, the crowd not reacting 
was at its most obvious when Seth and Becky did dives through two tables on the outside and there were there was barely a pape. Yeah. A couple of people went, eh. Woo. But there was no chance of holy S. There were no, no. ECW chance. Bearing in mind this is in Philadelphia. And there were lots of ECW chance throughout the night. Throughout the night. Probably when it wasn't deserved. <laughs> yeah, well, quite. <laughs> and it was just... Yeah, but the only time they reacted was when... Corbin hit the end of taste on Becky Lynch and the crowd up something the crowd went oh my god Whoa! I wasn't expecting that and it was actually a really cool moment it but was. then Seth uh, unloads on, on Corbin with kendo sticks and chair shots which the crowd didn't respond to and then he was trying to get them to do the burn it down chant weren't doing that either and I think at this point they were just waiting for Lesnar yeah and that was the thing I think with uh, Paul Heyman cut a promo early in the night doubling down on what he said on Raw to be like yeah Lesnar's still cashing in by the way so but I might be lying. I might be lying, but also, am I lying or am I Paul Heyman? It's like, huh? <laughs> um, but anyway, he, he'd already said that, yes, I will be cashing in, and we'd already had the WWE Championship match where Lesnar didn't appear. So we're fully expecting Lesnar to come out after this match is over. So people are like, come on, where's my Lesnar? Exactly, yeah. And and, and, they, and they got their Lesnar because uh, yeah, I, I didn't think the main event was particularly great, but... The crowd, the crowd pops huge for Lesnar coming out. Whether it was the reaction they wanted, because I don't think there was actually that much booze for him. Not that I, I heard. No. I, I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but I think once he actually won, it was a bit mixed. Mm. But first, when they hear Lesnar's music hit, everyone goes, "Way, it's the thing we wanted." We're getting the cash in. Yeah. And to be fair, with the chance for Lesnar, they were followed up with a portion of the crowd chanting, "No, we don't." Where yes. the crowd was chanting, "We want Lesnar." No, no, we, we don't. don't. Yeah. But Brock came in. He hit several German suplexes on uh, Rollins and Heyman officially cashed it in. Uh, F5, Lesnar's champ once again. Yeah. And I suddenly thought to myself, because in our prediction show, our bonus question was, will Brock cash in? And we were all like, no, no. not at this point. They've teased it too, one too many times. They're going to wait till a big show. They're going to wait till Fox. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Bloody more fool us. And then at the end of that, I suddenly thought, oh, you know what? Heyman's running raw. And... Now we've got Lesnar as the top guy on a raw on a, a raw show that is creatively led by Paul Heyman. Really, we should have seen this coming. Yeah, we really Hindsight should. Hindsight 2020, we should have seen this coming yeah. on this show. There's just so many other factors that clouded over that part of our judgment about Heyman running the show. Even though Heyman running the show has been a big part of what we've been discussing for the last few weeks. For some reason, none of us just put two and two together. And I really believe that this would have been better had we not had all the other teases of cash-ins. Yeah. Had we not had Saudi Showdown, had we not had... The, all the, you know when you're like, after he won, and then he found out that he had a whole year? Mm -hmm. That would have been it. That, sh that should have been the last we saw of Lesnar yep. up until this point here. Because then you would have had like this big... I would have cut out all these Heyman promos, teasing that he might do it. I'd have just had him pray here to be like... Oh my God, Lesnar's here. Mm -hmm. But I think because we had the tease after tease after tease after tease after tease, I was done. I was ready for him to just cash in and get it done with. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that he's now just cashed it in. But at the same time, I'm like, oh God, Brock Lesnar's champ again. Which means we're now getting the same story we've had now for years upon years upon years, which is... Lesnar's got the belt, he's holding it hostage, we need a baby face to take it off him. We had it with Seema, we've had it with Roman, now we're getting it with Seth. And I'm I'm really, really tired of this storyline. Yeah, I think the I'm remaining optimistic, probably against my better judgment, but the only way I will be okay with this happening is if 
Brock faces someone, whether it be Seth or someone completely new for SummerSlam, and he loses. And that's it. Brock just drops the belt immediately after cashing it in at SummerSlam. I'll be completely okay with this cash-in mm -hmm. if that's what happens. If he doesn't do the same storyline of him holding the belt hostage and everyone has to... He's never there and the champ doesn't show up and all that stuff. Yeah, if he's there... Seth coming out come promos being like, I'm here. Yeah. Where's I, Brock? I'm a workhorse and he's not. Yada, yada, yada. If he's just there... And I'm hoping, with Heyman's influence, Lesnar's more likely to do stuff if Heyman asks him to, mm -hmm. because it's Heyman. I'm hoping that Lesnar will actually show up and be more inclined to do spots and angles and things like that. Have him do a new feud, or keep Seth. If you really want to keep Seth, keep Seth. But just have someone come in and just beat Lesnar. Not like some low-blow, wacky finish with crazy overbooking. Just someone comes in and just beats him. Alistair Black, have him come in. Smackdown. Doesn't matter. <laughs> What's a brand split? Have him just come in and just beat him. Okay, so here's my prediction. I'm going with my wild prediction here. It's going to happen at Raw Reunion. Oh, my God. So earlier in the show, they announced uh. Raw Reunion, which is essentially, it's Raw 25, Smackdown 1000, where we get everyone back together and... I was thinking about this on the way in today, and I was like, why would they announce a Raw reunion outside of It's a Good Way to Pop ratings? Records have shown in the past few years that you do a nostalgia show, you get a ratings bump, but you essentially get the nostalgia bump mm -hmm. because people want to tune in and see, oh, all the old stars that I recognize, want to see what they look like now, want to see what they're going to do with them, what little nostalgia things they're going to do, this, that, and the other, and you get a nostalgia bump from it. The problem is, is that those shows have then been pretty rubbish, Raw 25 and SmackDown 1000 in particular, mm. and nothing of importance has happened on them that no one's watched the following week. Or you've, as AC, you just go back to where you started and that bump was a one week thing. What we actually need for this to be a successful experiment is to do a big killer angle on the show. So I'm thinking, CM Punk turns heel on The Rock at Raw 1000, which was an angle that got people talking the following day. What you want for this Raw reunion is not just nostalgia stuff. You want that show to end with something that people are talking about the following day and saying, man, you've got to see Raw this week. This amazing thing happened. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. So what if at Raw reunion they announce, because in two weeks' time, Brock's going to defend the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. It's the first time that Brock's defended the title on Raw, or I don't know if that's the case, but they can find some way to fudge. It's the first time he's done it in July, you know? They can yeah. find some way to fudge it and be like, it's the first time ever, whatever. And Seth wins the belt there. And you mm -hmm. have the big climactic finish of Seth winning the Universal Championship back, and you have that as your big closing angle, hopefully to get people watching again the following week and keep them there. And throughout the show, you do other cool stuff that makes people want to see. So it's not just, here's Hogan, here's Nash, here's, it made me laugh, Devon Dudley. Because <laughs> we can't get Bubba, but we can get Devon yeah. because he works backstage. Here's Devon, here's Christian. You know, just bringing out these people to do whatever it is. Actually have something worthwhile at the end of the show to get people talking. That could be a way to do it. Yes, it could. Uh, and I think that's a great idea. However, Thank I you. think they've just done it for ratings. <laughs> I don't think there's anything more to it. They're just like, hey, ready to drop in. Get everyone back. Yeah, just bring back sure. Hogan. Yeah. Whenever you bring back a name from the past, people will tune in yeah. and watch. They, they just go back and they say, well, so we'll do 20 names. Yeah. So they look at it and they go, Raw 25 did well. 
Smackdown 1000 did well. Raw 1000 did well. Let's just do that. Do we have any milestones coming up? No? Do it anyway. Raw reunion. Here's Raw DX. Reunion. Yeah. They're the architects of the attitude uh. Absolute boulder dash that of a statement <laughs> that is. <laughs> Before we get into your super chats, a quick update on the Wrestle League standings. Uh, at the start of the night, uh, Andy was leading with 72 points, with Ollie behind him with 67, Laurie with 64, and then Pete with 57, myself with 56, and Housemate Simon with 50. That was following Fight for the Fallen. Yes. And then after tonight, these two, the Baldy oh. boys here, and an absolute stormer. We had absolute a great stormer. Show. Nine out of 12 points. Mm. Housemate Simon got six, as did Laurie. Um, I don't know what Ollie and Andy got, but Andy's on 80 points now. Um, and so we got eight. Eight. Ollie is on 74. Laurie's on 70. Pete's on 70, uh, 67. I'm on 66. And Housemate Simon is on 56 points. Mm. But because Housemate Simon might isn't going to be around for SummerSlam, I'm effectively still <laughs> bottom of the league and will likely be doing the punishment. Unless, of course... I have a good couple of shows because I'm one point behind you and I'm four points behind uh, El Fakador. Mm, yes, and I'm only three points behind now and now I'm seven points behind Ollie, which is totally possible because SummerSlam's going to have 22,000 matches. Yeah, they'll have a lot of matches. So that is the Wrestle League standings. Uh, you still get involved with uh, Season 2 over at WrestleTalk.com or onto our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. But for now, let's head on over to El Fakador, who's got some Super Chat questions. Yeah. Hey, man. I do indeed have super chat questions just a, a note for people watching i am going to just read them off screen because it is a massive faff running the machine and changing backwards and forwards because we've only got one computer to do all cool. the super chat stuff. Cool. so i'm going to put you back on the screen now okay and i'm going to do some super chats lovely. Cool. that means that people don't get to see the lovely el fakador face <laughs> nah, that's right just google me and look at my picture at the <laughs> so tim aren't since it was super chat, it says, I know we just had extreme rules, but I just want to talk about Fight for the Fallen. I know, man. Well, and, I, and I would too, but I haven't seen the show yet. But I have heard that A, it was long, B, it wasn't as good as Fighter Fest or Double or Nothing, mm -hmm. and C, uh, Britt Baker got a concussion during the tag match for him, B, Priestley. Um, and hot tagged in the wrong person. And hot tagged in the wrong person, yes. That's very good. Yeah, um, which could be concussion related. So. And also MGF got an elbow injury. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that one. Supposedly not too serious, but yeah. he's been pulled out of events to not aggravate it. But I've heard that the main event of Young Bucks versus the Roach Brothers was excellent. Mm. Uh, one review said it was the best Young Bucks match they've ever seen. Wow. So That's I'm, high praise. It's, I'm, I'm going to try and check it out today, but it's more likely yeah. I'll end up watching it tomorrow after Raw. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, another one in from Jobber JJ, a.k.a. Ollie mm -hmm. Davis's number one fan. He said, hi, y'all. First of all, what a weekend of wrestling. I thought WWE did a good job in protecting Cesaro and Ricochet in defeat. They showed a lot of good S. They did, they actually. Did. Yeah, that particularly the, the Black Cesaro match. I loved that match. Mm, yes. Absolutely loved it. And it was I, great. I, I sent the review, which will be going live later today, the 10-minute review, where, yeah, like... Black and Cesaro came out looking like stars at the end of it. Both of them. Cesaro in loss, Black in victory. And I'm like, just do more of this. Yeah. Because clearly you'd know how to do it. And it, and it was really, really good. And actually, the Ricochet match was, was excellent as well. And I don't think Ricochet lost anything in, in, losing the, in losing the match. No, I don't think he lost anything losing the match. Uh, what a novel concept that having wrestlers do good wrestling will get them over. Mm. Shocking. Shocking. 
Jonathan Hedman with Super Chat says, what's next for Brock? Judging from the past, it's time for a vacation. That's a lot of work the last few months. (laughs) (laughs) He has done a lot of minutes. He's been clocking in those minutes. Uh, He absolutely has. He climbed a ladder, guys. That's a lot. He's the only person who has a punch card for the whole year of work. Um, actually, I'm, I'm with Pete on this one. I think that he's probably going to be around because we're like four weeks out from SummerSlam. Yeah, I could uh, probably see him doing all four weeks. August overall. 10th. Yeah. Uh, sorry, August 11th. Yeah, I could, I could see him doing all four weeks. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Now Heyman's in control-ish. No message from Joe Ray. Just a very generous super chat. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Uh, James plays games. Comes in with AEW give $150,000 to victims of gun violence, while WWE t- take Saudi blood money. I know what I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I wonder what James does in his spare time. <laughs> I think he's into comics. Uh, <laughs> Jobber JJ comes in again. Which was better, WWE Extreme Rules or AEW FFTF? Yeah, no, I don't know. I haven't seen the show. Nor have I. No. James plays games again. Uh, the idea that the 64-year-old Eric Bischoff will win and succeed... Hang on one sec. <laughs> Try again. Try again. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah, the got... idea that the 64-year-old Eric Bischoff will win back the younger audience is laughable. Also, does the close-up of Lacey's butt signal the zenith of equality in WWE? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I mean, I don't know, but, like, Heyman's can't be much younger than, yeah, than I mean, Bischoff is, right? At least in his 50s. Yeah, let me have a quick... Heyman. Paul but I mean, Heyman. Heyman does seem very much more in touch with the wrestling product. And he's 53. 53. And Eric Bischoff is older than that. 64. Six, crikey. They're 10 yeah. years apart. Yeah. Bloody 11 hell. I genuinely apart. would have thought yeah. they're about two years at most apart from each other. Crazy. But yeah, Heyman does very much more seem in touch. Bischoff looks with good for 64 years old. Looks all right, I mean, I mean, no wonder his memory's completely shot to hell. <laughs> <laughs> He looks great for his age. He looks more and more like George Michael as time goes on. Just got to have faith. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, Ghostface one, but Ghostface nineteen ninety nine comes in with. I want to apologise to Pete Quinnell, Ollie Davis, and the rest of the team for my joke on Twitter. It did not translate oh, very oh, well. No, Love yeah. what you all do. No, don't don't apologise for that. You're fine. That's just it's Pete's got no sense of humour. That was, that was just me being tired and not registering what a joke is. I got it's the fine. joke. I thought yeah, it was good. No, Luke got it. Don't worry. Uh, Michael Dominguez says it's my birthday and last ramble teachers start next week I came across WWE watch party ripping your live stream off it was slightly (laughs) better but they had Peyton Royce and Adam Cole get them next time (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah thank you for watching and thank you for your super chat good luck with uh, your teaching Mm -hmm. Let's blitz through five more. And then yes, we'll please. Yeah, 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 we'll crack on uh, the show. Tim Arndt comes back in with, I'm choosing to look at the positive side of Brock cashing in. At least the mail money in the bank briefcase built a star this year. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It's a good one. Sure did. Yeah, at least they cashed in successfully. Yeah. It's the, it's the first time in yeah. two years it's happened. Cri- mm. Yeah. Because Baron didn't. Think about that. Baron didn't. Braun didn't. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be Brock. At least it's out of the way, I think. Yeah, it's the, out of the way now. The inevitable has happened. <laughs> yeah. And now we can go from here. Now we can it's move on. WWE's new mantra. The positives. Well, at least it's open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've reached the bottom, so the only way is up. <laughs> I don't know. Have you dug deeper? Right, uh, let's give it a go. Kevin comes in and says, I can't help but think that one day KO and Kofi will team up in some random main event and everybody will act as if they never had any rivalry. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I hate about KO's push. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. like the two big baby faces on SmackDown. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, they're, they basically just retconned that entire heel turn that he had. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because I, I'm, I'm also, I want to forget about it. So that's fine with me. Yeah. 
Uh, Joe Ray comes in with, while I am saddened, the surprisingly good show is outweighing my sadness. I am now interested in what will happen next. Love you guys. Yeah. XOXO. Very excited. This week's, <laughs> thank you. Um, this week's Raw and Smackdown are going to be very interesting because this is now, we're now in the Heyman Bischoff era. Yeah. I am, Starting tonight. I'm very excited. And I get yeah. to review Raw tomorrow. And I am, I'm genuinely excited to Jazz. wake up tomorrow and watch it. Just to see, is it any different? Am I still going to be bored? I don't if, know. Can you imagine if it's the exact same show? <laughs> We're watching so it like, are we sure? Are we sure this is started? It, is it next week that he starts? <laughs> yeah. If he turned out he's been doing it all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, penultimate one for now. Tim Arndt coming in and killing it once again. Mm-hmm. I hear that in the PC version of 2K19, there's an easy cheat code to beat Seth Rollins. You press F5 once. Hey! Good one. Very good. like it. And our last one, Roger comes in with, do you think they will really keep Baron and Lacey out of the title pictures since they lost? Well, technically, because Corbin's whole thing was that he couldn't go for the belt while Seth was champ. Seth's not champ now, so Baron can have more title shots if he wants. Yeah. Not about Lacey, though. Lacey can't. That's the thing, though. It's so hard for me to predict. I have no idea what Heyman wants to do. He could just do a full reset on the show tonight, and then we could have completely different stories going forward. So I don't know. Yeah, Russell votes. Uh, we talked about this on the Saturday show. We did. Very, very reliable Russell votes um, tweeted out that Heyman and Bischoff are essentially given the option to completely wipe the slate clean and just drop all storylines they've been building towards SummerSlam for a fresh restart. Mm-hmm. So there could be some stuff that's carried over. Kevin Owens could be a heel on SmackDown. We don't know. Oh, God, imagine. He could do. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I imagine he won't, but there is a there is a possibility. Well, I'm hoping that the clean slate is we can wipe all the stories, not you can wipe all the characters and start again, because that would be a bit weird. Uh, so let's start with the pre-show, which for the mm. most part was fine. Um, a lot of filler stuff, but Baron Corbin was heading one, wearing one hell of a shirt. Oh my god, wasn't it just? Crikey. Yeah, that, eyes. Was, that was indeed a shirt. When I woke up at 5am this morning, and I was sort of like clicking through, because it's just like, alright, the panel's just chatting a load of mm-hmm. crap, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden I see this Baron Corbin shirt, and I'm like, oh, crikey. <laughs> Finally, I'm awake now. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I will admit, for I didn't really listen to any of the promo slash panel talk, because I was watching the stage finals of Overwatch League, which was a lot more enjoyable. Um, but oh. anyway, I did watch the matches, though, and that's the important bit. Nerd. I know. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this had been announced uh, earlier in the day, so it was announced on Sunday. Mm. Um, yeah, added very, very late. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I've just missed Nakamura. Oh. Like, him making his entrance, the way he carries himself, I was like, God, I've missed you. Yeah, and then Balor afterwards as well, and I was like, I miss NXT. <laughs> like, th- this era of NXT, I know it's probably not quite as good as the current era of NXT, or maybe just slightly in the past of NXT, but I still miss that era, man. It was great. And I thought this wasn't as good as their SmackDown match, but it was still a lot of fun. I had the shrink screen uh, treatments. Um, but yet, yeah, Kinshasa, Nakamura wins the IC title. What a pointless title run Finn had. <sighs> Tell me about it. I, I, I don't hate the fact that Nakamura won. Nope. Because Nakamura winning's great. They seem to be pushing him a little bit. From And I know it's a bit premature to say Nakamura's getting a push because that's what we thought when he won the US title. Look how that one went. But the way they were talking about him on SmackDown, the words they were using around him on commentary, it seems like they're trying to build him up. Obviously, that could all change with Bischoff on, on Tuesday. Who knows? 
but it seems like they want to do something with him. Yeah, so I fingers crossed agree. they actually do something with him. I completely agree. Um, I mean, but although having the icy title means you're not allowed on TV. It's true. I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, speaking of championships, Tony Nice took on Drew Gulak for his WWE Cruiserweight Championship. I thought, I mean, nice hometown pop for Gulak. Uh, zero mention of Evolve on commentary as well from the 10th anniversary show. Oh, it doesn't matter now. It's already done. It's already done, I guess, yeah. Um, I thought this was good, but it's not on the same level as previous Cruiserweight matches. Ew. Like, it's far from... And I, lo- I love Gulak. I think he's so, so good. And I think Tony Nese is, a- is awesome as well. But I don't think these two had the match that was as good as, say, Cedric versus Buddy Murphy or, like, when it was Buddy Murphy versus Ali, like, last year, that sort of stuff. And it, and from the one I've seen, it wasn't as good as his match with Matt Riddle at Evolve either. Yeah, and it wasn't as good as their previous match when Gulak won the title at Stomping Grounds. No, so, which I haven't seen. Yes, but I'll tell you, because I watched it, <laughs> it wasn't as good. Okay, so uh, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, intro video for the main show was very, very cool. It was, like, a sort of close-up shot of a mouth. Was it Mandy Rose's mouth? Well, I don't know because there's this weird point when, like, because it's sort of a mouth. It's it's like a, all black and white apart from her red lips. So instantly, mm. I thought it was like Lacey Evans. Mm. So, but then there's a moment where she's speaking, and then right at the end, it fades into Seth's face, and I was like, "Was it Seth? <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to infer from this?" Uh, mm, I mean, it could be. Could be. Who knows? Uh, and a few people have said that they think that there's a tease for Sting in this uh, as well because there were some crows. Um, during the Undertaker's bit, I don't think we're getting that match. No, Sting's got Definitely some like, spinal stenosis. I don't, I don't think he's going to get that. cleared for a WWE match. No. But you know, stranger things have happened. I did very much enjoy that they were going around the the wheel of stipulations on the that thing. That was cool. And they had Last Man Standing, Extreme Rules, No Holds Barred, WWE Championship. <laughs> it's a great stipulation. <laughs> it's, it's, that one. It, it's a rule. <laughs> Uh, and our opening contest, which they announced on the pre-show uh, to kick off, was Shane and Drew versus. The Graveyard Dogs. Great name, that one. Amazing. So I, uh, on Friday's news, mm. I thought, this is a terrible name. It's awful. It's, it's an awful name. Yeah. And, and all the tweets I had from people were, guys, have you seen this? It's another terrible name. And yet, when I posted up about this in the news, and I put up a poll saying, what's the worst tag team name out of this? Kabuki Warriors, Viking Experience, and... Bethy's um, Best for Business. Bethy's Best for Business. Yeah. All the comments were like, I really like Graveyard Dogs. I think it's a great name. I think it's a really <laughs> cool name. And it came like bottom last. It only oh, got yeah. 7% of the vote. Mm. 60% said Bestie's Best for Business, which isn't shocking. It's a terrible yeah, name. Yeah, no, it's awful. But I was genuinely surprised at the amount of people that liked the name yeah. Graveyard Dogs. Uh, to put it in perspective as well, the WhatsApp group that I had between me and my friends previously was called Do the Muscle Man Dance. It's now called The Graveyard Dog because it's a meme and they changed the picture to the picture, the t-shirt of The Graveyard Dogs because it's awful. We had our own predictions league sort of between our friends. The loser of Extreme Rules has to buy The Graveyard Dogs t-shirt because it's awful. <laughs> Amazing. It's pretty bad. Um, this show was nearly 20 minutes old before the first bell had happened. So long <laughs> it took us to do these bloody intros. <laughs> Just kept going and going and going. I'm like, God, yeah. hell guys, come on. Then we've got a long show to go. Yeah. Uh, Taker was sporting a bit of a new look. He had more of like a high-necked vest on, which I thought was actually a vast improvement for yeah. him. Yeah, make it really, look great. Really good. Yeah. And actually, I thought Taker looked awesome in this match. Mm. I was so... After the Saudi show, I was a bit worried. I was like, crikey, we're not, this Taker's just not... He's not moving these days. But actually, Taker looked awesome in this match. I thought the smoke and mirrors of having no holds barred really, really helped uh, what was going on. I, I thought this was actually really, really fun. Yeah, I, I had a way of a time. That was helped by the crowd because the crowd, crowd were massively into it. hot. They were so hot for this match. And I was like, man, if 
this crowd stays this hot for the rest That's of the night, <laughs> Cole, we're going to be in for a good one. Because like, the next match after this was the Usos revival. I was like, yeah. man, this crowd, spoil. This crowd's going to yeah. go absolutely yeah. ape for this match. And then they just went <laughs> silent. Nothing. Uh, but yeah, Undertaker looked so much better than I expected him to. And I, I even wrote my notes while he was making his entrance. I was like, I know we can't wrestle. I know we can't have a good match. And I know I'm going to be disappointed. But I'm getting so excited for his entrance, partially helped by the crowd. But I was like, oh, that, that entrance and that music still gets me every time. And then he got in the ring and I was like... Oh, <laughs> you can still wrestle, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, really, it was really, really nice to see. And then they mentioned on commentary that uh, in November this year, Undertaker will have been in WWF slash E for twenty nine years. Wow, <laughs> absurd amount of time. That is, yeah, nearly That's thirty crazy. years. Yeah. Um, uh, there were some really cool spots in this. I thought that they they put Drew over hard in this as well. Like he claymored Roman over the uh, like the the. Uh, uh, timekeepers area which was really really cool and like so the actions spilled to the outside and Undertaker was going to give Shane the last ride through a table but then Elias came in and he used the guitar and the heels took over Shane played his greatest hits he did the elbow drop through the table and the coast to coast but can't stop the graveyard dogs and they won with a tombstone and I, you know, I, I thought this was so much fun yeah I, I had a whale of a time yeah. watching it it was great fun and there was a beautiful shot that I absolutely loved when Undertaker was there, taunting to the crowd, he just beating up Shane or whatever he was doing, and then out of nowhere behind him, McIntyre comes up and he starts staring him down. And I was like, that is an amazing shot. It was so good. And then after that, McIntyre's like lining up for the Claymore, starts running at him, and out of nowhere, Roman comes in with a spear onto McIntyre. I was like, that was some beautiful camera work. It was really, was really good. Awesome. Yeah, credit to yeah. Kevin Dunn. That was some excellent, excellent yeah, directing. That was fantastic. I thought it was a lot of fun. I really hope that we are going to get uh, Taker Drew out of mm. this because giving because Drew's had not the greatest year overall for wins and losses. Um, so him getting a win over Undertaker at SummerSlam, that's big, man. That's huge, yeah. yeah it's got to be something you can do out of that. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd really like that. And it was cool as well because Undertaker pinned Shane, mm. of all people. Love that. Lovely stuff. Finally, Shane got a loss. Um, also, also, one lovely moment that I like from oh, this yes? one was... Uh, uh, Undertaker starts staring at the commentary table because um, he's teasing he's going to do the last ride to Shane through it. And the commentator's like, what's he staring at? I was like, well, it's directly at you, for starters. And then Renee, with zero emotion, just goes, message received. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on, Renee. Come on, Renee. Although, speaking, speaking of unenthusiastic, Becky and Seth did this interview backstage <laughs> with not Renee. And not Renee more robotic than ever before oh, like, they had forgot to flick the charisma switch on tonight's show yeah. and then and I do not blame Seth and Becky here they were given some crap material to my work with my god it was this bad. was so this was awful 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 stuff yeah. it's Seth saying we went ideas shopping <laughs> it's the start of it and he says that they saw the Liberty Bell and then the Liberty Bell has got a crack in it, which will be similar to Baron Corbin's head when I stomp it into the ground. I'm like, eee, man. And then Becky says, oh, we also saw a statue of William Penn. And it reminded me of Lacey's career. It's covered in crap. <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, it wasn't even that good. It was it's going to be covered in bird poop. Oh, my God. Oh, come me. on. It's she, oh, Becky. God. Becky sold this with as much conviction as I did. She knew this was bad. Oh, yeah. And she didn't even try. No, not even a little bit. I felt so sorry for her. And the weirdest thing as well is Becky delivered the line 
and fans started laughing at the line. I was like, you're the problem! <laughs> you can't like this segment! Uh, that's where we got the uh. advert for Raw Reunion. Uh, the names I wrote down that were advertised were Austin, Michaels, Flair, DX, Bischoff, Angle, Hogan, uh, Nash Hall, Devon. Uh, there was Christian, Christian, I think. Christian was in there. Um, Million Dollar Man were, yeah. was advertised as well. Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, they're calling it the largest reunion in Raw history. What does that even mean? Oh, no one's having a reunion, but the sure. Largest reunion in Raw history. Of it's, course. So it's larger than Raw 25, it's larger than Raw 1000. That was never advertised as a reunion. This yeah, is a nostalgia show. This is show. the first reunion they've ever advertised. Therefore, it's the, the largest. largest. <laughs> Can't fault them on the logic. <laughs> Then we got a match I was actually very disappointed in, which was the Revival versus the Usos. And it, I'm disappointed not in the four guys, because I know that they can have a match that is, based on previous matches that they've had, can be absolutely amazing. But this match just didn't seem to really get into its second gear. Mm. And I, I think that's partly because of the crowd, because the crowd couldn't care less. Then they no. were a bit burned out by the um, Taker uh, tag match. And so they weren't even popping for like they're doing the splat, like the, the, the big high spots and the dives and the and this, that, and the other. And um, yeah, then the revival just hit the shadow machine and won. Yeah. It's really actually a, a bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of nice spots in the match, but it wasn't anything spectacular. When we look at what the two teams have done in the past, this is nowhere near the caliber of what Absolutely they can do. Not, no. And I mean, at the very start of the match, they do like that classic, like, feeling each other out kind of wrestling technical sequence and lots of counters and back and forth. And then they kind of pull apart and normally the crowd goes, hey, that was a really good sequence. Nothing. Nothing from the crowd. The only thing, weird. and the only thing I'm going to note on this from my notes that I've got is there was a, there was a moment during the match in which uh, the Revival were beating up Jey Uso on the outside. And then... Dawson gets into the ring and says, um, count him out, ref. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you idiots. You can't win the titles on a count out. You, why are you doing this? It makes absolutely no sense. Forgetting that they're the, <laughs> they're the champs. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. No, I'm the idiot. <laughs> um, anyway. Up next, however, was a much, much better match. Uh, oh, oh. Sorry, just a quick one. They, they had a little plug for SummerSlam in between these two matches. Uh, and Byron Saxon says that SummerSlam sold out in Toronto. Do you want to fact check that one? Because I, I don't know if it is actually, Byron. Mm. Don't know if you can say that on air, mate. Of course you can. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. Up next, we got a cracking match. This was fun. We There was an argument uh, on the Saturday Wrestle Ramble, I believe it was, or it might have been on the NXT review that this could end up, or could this be, and it was on our previous, our, our um, prediction show, where someone said, do you think this could be match of the night? And we all said, absolutely, it has the potential yeah. to be match of the night. Amazingly, it wasn't, because I think Braun versus Bobby was, for, for me. Personally. I don't know, it's, it's, it's close between the two, I'd say. For, oh, me. for me personally, it was my match of the night. I had yeah. so much fun. But this was absolutely stonking. This was great. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Absolutely wonderful. You had uh, Cesaro like doing the sit-down spot right at the start, playing some mind games. You had Black doing a quebrada on the outside, and he would do the sit-down. But there was a, a three spots in this that I just uh, got me out of my seat. The springboard uppercut by Cesaro. Classic. He flew. He's, it's such a good oh, spot. I love it so much. Superhuman. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, Black tries to do his uh, the double knees out the corner. And Black just, uh, sorry, uh, Cesaro just catches him and sort of like lifts him on his shoulders, tosses him into the air and gives him an uppercut on the way down. <laughs> so good. Oh, I, loved, I loved it so much. Yeah. Actually, like, out you see, like, oh my God, that yeah. was so cool. And then later on, when Cesaro tries to do another springboard and Black just catches him in midair with his bicycle knee, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. It was, was 
awesome. Absolutely spectacular stuff. And I mean, I was so happy that they weren't given the formulaic match. Oh, yeah, no, they weren't. They're not at all. Not a rest hold in sight. Maybe there was one. I don't know. There was know. some submission stuff, but not rest oh, yeah, holds. Yeah, yeah. But not, not like, rest holds. Not like 15 yeah. minute rest holds. And was. stuff made sense because Black, for the whole match, was kicking away at Cesaro's knee. Cesaro's leg, the whole match, just kicking away. Every so often they do a spot and then just boop, get another kick yeah. in, and another kick in, another kick in. And then he's locking a knee bar on that one leg. I'm like, this makes sense. This is good rest holds. This makes psychological sense this is storytelling and it ma- and it works and it's great and then the finish came on which was awesome had a nice little sequence back and forth and then black's trying to throw punches and kicks and then poof black mass out of nowhere yeah Whoa. which Cesaro sold brilliantly it was well. amazing like he's, his eyes just glazed over yeah oh it was amazing looked like that. he got legitimately knocked out yeah. but he didn't it was fantastic so so good yeah. that was great yeah great more, match more of that please mm. um got a backstage segment with Truth uh, putting up Wanted posters for Drake Maverick and Alexa Bliss walked out and they did some comedy together which wasn't good Um, and yeah and then Bliss gives Nikki a gift which is her new t-shirt which is the Starbucks logo because coffee or something and then the Street Profits walk up and they did some comedy as well and this was the first time I didn't like the Street Profits I didn't like this that much. Luke, not lady in the Street Profits. And you know what a mark I am for the Street Profits. I know, yeah. I'm an absolute mark. I've said it time and time again. I've been saying it for almost two years now. Montez Ford is a future WWE champion. I didn't like this segment. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there's not a point to it. That's the thing. There was no, like, the crowd weren't responding to the, the quote-unquote comedy. Mm. So it just falls really flat. Yeah. And... There's nothing worse. Like, there's a reason why there's a laugh track on the Big Bang Theory. It's it's because (laughs) it's not funny. So the show has to tell you when you're supposed to laugh. laugh. And the crowd weren't reacting to this at all. So all of everything was just falling flat. And then it just comes across as really awkward and a bit cringy. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it at all. And there was, I think there was only one line in it that I actually went like, uh, and that was the last line, I think, from Angelo Dawkins. And he was like, is it weird that I want to party with Nikki Cross? Yeah. And it was like, and then Montez was like, huh? And I was like, eh. But also, why do the Street Profits want to party with Alexa and Nikki when they win? They're, they're the baddies. They're yeah, the I heels. I think. I mean, I'm pretty... Nikki's I, 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 the I, I, no, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure Nikki is a heel. Alexa's <laughs> definitely a heel. Yes, for now, sure. Now. Although... She was a heel because she was manipulating Cross, but now she's not manipulating Cross because... They did seem quite friendly after quite the match. Quite friendly still, so... This, uh, this storyline sucks. Mm. Yeah. Without Who swearing, knows? it sucks. Yeah. Speaking of which, we then got their match. The two-on-one handicap match. It's Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. If Bliss and Cross won, they would become co-champions. I've got virtually no notes on this. Bailey won. Yeah, uh, they spoke about Sasha Banks on commentary without naming Sasha Banks. Yes, which is what they've been doing in sort of the promo stuff between Nikki and yeah. Bailey as well. It's like, well, you had a friend, but that friend's yeah. no longer here. And exactly. Corey yeah. was saying that, yeah, do you remember that friend that Bailey had and she like she split and now she's mm. not around anymore? Yeah. Wonder where she is. <laughs> Who could say? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so weird. Like I, like you said, I have no interest in this. You going into it? Like they played the video recap of Cross and Bailey's promo from Raw, and then I immediately forgot that it was Bailey in this match. <laughs> like straight after, I was like, "Who are they fighting again?" 
I, I, yeah, I, I just didn't care. That was the thing. It, 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 and that's the thing is, I think if you're unenthused in a match, then it's kind of hard to get unenthused in the storyline. It's hard to then get into the match that that follows it. And I'm, I'm not into this story. I'm not into these characters. I'm hoping this spells the end of it. But at the same time, with them still bringing up friends. It, ju- it, it just screams that we're getting a Sasha Banks return. Yeah. And if we're getting a Sasha Banks return, then this feud must continue. Might be tonight, I guess. Oof, yeah, I suppose we'll find I, out tonight. I saw that uh, Nikki Cross put out a tweet earlier just saying, hashtag raw, don't judge someone on their past. We can only look forward or something like that. And it was just a picture of Cross and Bliss at Extreme Rules. So I assume they're going to be doing something together on Raw, probably about Bailey, And that's when we'll get Banks back. And then it'll be a tag match for SummerSlam God, for... Do not the want the title to continue. Something I don't maybe know. they'll win the women's tag titles. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I mean that'll be all right. It, what What are the iconics doing with them? Nothing. You may as well put them back on. If If Banks comes back, you may as well put it back on Bailey and Banks. Yeah. Should have taken them off of them in the first place. If your own like and this this winds me up. For, and this is not like rumor and innuendo. This is from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. The Bellas said in an interview. Yeah, the reason why the iconics have got the belts is because we were meant to feud with them after WrestleMania, but I can't wrestle, so the storyline got scrapped. So yeah. that means that's why the Iconics have not been on TV and have not had any feuds. Because they had one plan, that plan fell through, they had no backup plan, they've not been on TV since WrestleMania. It's absurd. Absurd. Make a new plan. Yeah, it, it's, it's not hard. Absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, it, it just makes no sense to me at all. Do you know what does make sense, though? <laughs> My match of the night. Let's talk about something good. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Two months ago, I couldn't have given a single F about this feud. I know. I couldn't have cared less about this feud. Leading into Saudi Showdown, couldn't have given one single solitary F. I had less Fs to give than Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, and then they started doing arm wrestling and tug of experience. And I was like, this is garbage television i hate this feud i hate everyone involved in this feud i couldn't care less fast forward like oh, two weeks ago two rewind weeks ago. two weeks ago they did that big angle on raw and i'm like that's cool yes that was a really cool angle and then you had lashley destroying mysterio and being pushed as like this unstoppable machine i'm like man lashley's cool mm. and now you're gonna have this last man standing match between these two i'm like i can't wait to see it and this not only met my quite lofty expectations it exceeded them. <laughs> this was amazing. This was so much fun. This uh, this is on a par with Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania. Oh, it's ter- lofty. Oh, it's lofty, I know. <laughs> In terms of like just pure joy, just smiling from ear to ear throughout. I loved it. I think it's a very similar feeling. But I think I've got to edge Shane and Miz for Mania because I think that was from the off. Well, there's no Miz dad in this match. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but I think from the off, I was already smiling from Shane Miz. And this one, it took me a little bit to get into it. Oh, and yeah. then I started having fun. But credit where credit is due, this was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, my God. This was, was awesome. So good. So much fun. Like, they both start brawling and doing all their big stuff. Lashley takes control. Braun does his running around the ring thing, goes around for another running one, and Lashley hits this massive spear on the outside. They brawl up the stairs into the crowd. Into the back, there's a merch table, which isn't really what merch tables look like, but they got no, a fake one. I don't care. And then Lashley goes for a suplex on the concrete and Strowman counters it and suplexes him into the merch. Oh, it was amazing. It was great. It was stupid, but it was so awesome. So good. There's a spot where 
uh, Lashley speared Braun through the barricade. Mm. Like, as they were coming back into the arena. So it wasn't the timekeeper's one. It's like the barricade between the fans and the and the ring, which was so cool. And then he takes him over and he throws him over the announcer's table, tries to bury him underneath, but Braun just comes out. Like, they throw a planted fan out of the way because they brought <laughs> yeah. back into the crowd. This fan gets in the way, so he gets thrown. And they Braun throw I'm pretty sure it was Braun throws Lashley over like the uh the, the other announcers tables they've got for the other foreign language teams. And those announcers didn't move. <laughs> no, not even a little and bit. And this ginormous man just flew into poor old Sean Dang or whatever his name yeah. is and just like completely wiped him out. Yeah, and that's great. Then they get up there. They get up onto this weird staging area that had this like bizarre little box of mystery. They're like, what's that box doing there? And then Braun picks him up and they do a power slam through this weird box of whatever. Yeah. This void. And the refs can't see them because they're in this box. So he just starts counting. And it's focused on this wall. And I was like, oh, I hope Braun just like explodes out of the wall. That'd be the greatest ending ever. And the ref counts. He's like at seven. All of a sudden you hear, Bosh! Braun! He just storms out the wall with his arms raised. Referee jumps back in. Eight, nine, ten. Counts Lashley out. I was like, that was just amazing. It was a Godzilla movie come to life. <laughs> it was more of this, please. Absolutely bonkers. Oh my absolutely god, I love it. Absolutely bonkers. But I, yeah, like uh, Strowman when he was lining up for the power slam, the crowd were going nuts because he was standing there with Lashley on his shoulders, and then they dropped down, and you don't see where they land. So I was like. They just power slam him into the abyss? <laughs> they just landed in the nine hells? Like, where have they gone? Oh, I loved it. It was, so, yeah. And then it makes no sense for the ref to count it, but it doesn't matter because it care. was fun. Yeah. Like, And then, yeah, like you said, he, he just bursts out through the wall oh my God. and just says, Braun, you still can't see Lashley. He's somewhere in there. Who cares? Ten, like, sure he's down. Braun's like covered in dust and like, <laughs> cocaine and whatever was down there, flour. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Absolutely loved it. God. I, I hope that I talk of this match with the reverence that I do Raven versus Big Show versus Kane from WrestleMania X7, which at times was also like a Godzilla movie come to life. Yeah. I loved it. So stupid. But Goofy, so fun. but brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and then we had poor old Charlie. <laughs> she gets backstage. <laughs> Charlie's there, they're at the camera, and she says, wow, and that is exactly why it's called Extreme Rules. <laughs> come on, mate. A crap segue. Come have on, a, now. have a word with Kayla. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, segue queen. Um, the club, uh, well, AJ did a bit of a promo, said that um, he won't take away that Ricochet is a great athlete, mm. but he will take away his United States Championship. That's nice. a good line, AJ. That's a good line, yeah. writers. Well done on that one. I think that's a completely fine line that AJ made very good. Yes. I think in someone else's hands, that could have been pants. I thought it was he very made it work. Good. And then he tells Charlie to join in on them doing the two sweet, but then stops it. And I'm like, how do you like it, Charlie? <laughs> Not to me now, are yeah. you? Yeah. Just like grabs her and just like, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, up next, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It was uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the Planeteers, versus Heavy Machinery versus New Day. And again, this was... I think the crowd were a bit worn out from Braun and Bobby. Weren't into this at all. They did their spots. They All six of them tried very, very hard to get the crowd into it, but the crowd were not responding in kind. And in the end, New Day won. That's their sixth title reign as uh, Tag Team Champs. I actually really like this match hmm. i know that the crowd weren't super into it i had a whale of a time though i very much enjoyed myself in this one i liked all the spots there's a bit where brian is just like 
pulling Woods's face back by his nose and like raking his eyes and stuff. And the ref was like, hey, you should stop that. And Brian was like, there's no DQs. Brian's Just, the only one who cares about that. I, I love Brian. He's, he's amazing. Um, I, I love this bit as well where they were explaining the rules of the triple threat. And obviously they're doing the bad version where you've got two people in who can tag any team and it makes no sense. Todd Phillips on commentary just goes that Brian could theoretically tag in Big E when Woods was the other legal man. So then it would be Big E versus Woods, which, which would be completely pointless. Which they've done before. New Day, I believe it was when they were heels or when they were very unlikable baby faces, yeah. had one of these sort of triple threat of four corners matches and effectively tagged themselves in and tried to pin themselves to win the match. <laughs> It just makes no sense. It's it's not fair. I don't like the way they do their triple no, threat tag it's team bad. matches. But looking past that, I had I very much enjoyed myself. There was a part where uh, Brian had Biggie in the uh, label lock. Biggie's reaching for the ropes and he grabs his arm and pull it back. And then he tries to reach for his leg and then he grabs his leg that and pulls really that back. Cool. It was great. And I, then I um, love the finish. Yeah. The finish was mwah, oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Brian uh, kicking Biggie, doing his his yes kicks, and. They just seem to annoy Big E and just fire him up. Mm -hmm. And he just stands up and Brian slaps him and Big E's like, try it again, mate. And so he slaps him again. Brian tries to do his uh, moonsault flip thing that he does from the corner. Big E catches him oh, for the big so ending good. and they hit the midnight hour for the win. I thought the finish was actually really, really good. Cool. It was spectacular. I love that. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the fact that Brian got pinned because I like Brian, but I don't well, You can't pin the big one. That's true, yeah. He's big. He's got extra powers, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, aside from that, and aside from the stupid rules of the match, had a great time. I thought the finish was awesome. I still really like the New Day. Plus, I really like this because I predicted New Day to win. You did, actually. So... <laughs> this did put you back ahead of me as well. We I were did, tied yeah. for points at this point. And mm. I was like, oh man, all the Palantirs have got to do and I won't be bottom anymore. Yeah, and and this played into my overall prediction was that they're going to have this four-week period of New Day holding on the championships before Kofi loses his at SummerSlam. I'm disappointed that the Palantirs didn't get to do more with the belts. Though. I know, that does suck. Yeah, it really sucks. But... Um, oh, well. The New Day celebrated with Kofi backstage. Kayla was there. She was going to do an interview, but instead Heyman grabbed the microphone off her and walked out to the crowd. And he said that uh, he is Philadelphia and the whole concept of extremes, and he'll be damned if he's not part of history tonight. Uh, he said that Brock is going to cash in. He might be lying. It's the same promo he did on uh, Raw, essentially. Yeah. Up next, uh, we got Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Uh, this was great. Great professional wrestling this was. It, Loved it. It was good. You didn't like it that much? It, it was good. Oh, no, that's, that's fair. You said it was good. It was good. Um, it's unfair, rather. I, I think this was probably like 30% of what they're capable of. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not 30. That's a bit of an underestimation. Yeah. But I feel like these guys can do a lot more than what they did. This was still fun. I still enjoyed myself. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Ricochet didn't look bad coming out of it for losing. It was fine. But I just feel like they could have match of the year contenders, and they're not. <laughs> I think this felt like it was part of it, was almost like the first part of a story, or maybe even yes. the second part of a story, because yes. we've had the stuff that they've done on Raw. So I, I sort of saw it as a continuation, as opposed mm -hmm. to like this, this. This didn't feel like the blow off. Yeah, and I think if you're going to have your match of the year uh, contendership, that should almost feel like the blow off to to the feud. And I think. I'd like to think that's what they're holding out for. Mm. But I might that's be I, I, might, I might be yeah. completely wrong on that one, but I'd like to think so. Crowd were done by this point as well. They were mm. they were not into this whatsoever. 
Um, but the story of the match was that Ricochet had to overcome the odds of the club. He had Gallows and Anderson on the outside interfering at times, but Ricochet would sometimes get distracted in trying to take them out. And then eventually they would and he'd get back in the ring and AJ would take over again. They And that, one of the other reasons perhaps I like this match, it didn't have a convoluted way of restarting the match. So it was just, <laughs> a, yeah. just 15 minutes of wrestling and that was lovely. I think that's the one flaw with your uh, Brock Lesnar plan on Raw Reunion of potentially dropping the title that you mentioned <sighs> earlier. It would have to be in a two out of three falls match. No, you could just do it. It's a short match. <laughs> it's Brock. He's not doing a long match, is he? <laughs> it's Come true, on, yeah. To be honest. Um, I mean, if anything, Brock's like well-suited to this new era yeah. of no wrestling in the ad That's breaks. very true. Uh, Ricochet did this enormous shooting star press onto AJ Styles, where like he nearly took out all the lights. It was absolutely... Mm. I was in, and I, what I liked about this, actually, is that it played off the false finish that they did a couple of weeks ago to kind of set up this balderdash rule of no wrestling in the ad breaks mm -hmm. where AJ's foot was under the rope and Anderson jumps up onto the ring to point to the ref and say no, it's, it's not it wasn't cheating he didn't put his foot on the ropes Anderson was just there to point it out and the commentators put over was like Ricochet would have had that match won because the referee was out of position he would have missed that yeah so they, they did put over Ricochet that he could uh, have won this match even against the odds but um in the end, and he had to take out Anderson, and then Gallows posted him and sort of crotched him and allowed AJ to hit a second rope Styles Clash for the win. I thought it was really, really good and sets up. It gives it gave me enough to be excited for the next match in the in the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing is, like I said, it's good. It's not the blow off to the feud, so I'm not expecting it to be, you know, ten out of ten five star classic. But yeah, this was good and it did what it needed to do to hopefully set up a SummerSlam match between the two that will be hopefully that little bit better and that next level up. Um, and I love that the Stars Clash off the ropes was like an inverted one. Yeah. So instead of coming outwards, AJ was facing away to the crowd and then jumped backwards to hit the Stars Clash. It looked awesome. It was really clever, actually. It's such a tiny little change. Yeah. Really makes no difference to the move. Makes it look so much better. And, and it's, it was great. And it's kind of cool to get that over as like, that's the new heel AJ mm. way to finish a match. Yeah. As opposed to doing the phenomenal forearm, which is like almost like his baby face move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's actually quite a cool little wrinkle to it. He's still doing the phenomenal forearm, but like he's been doing the second, row styles second rope styles clash to Ricochet for a couple of weeks now. And again here at the pay-per-view. So it kind of feels like that's his new heel thing. I, I really yeah, like it. great. Uh, they had a recap of Owens uh, from SmackDown and the quote-unquote shoot promo that he did. And the, the tweet that he put out... Um, where he was uh, pointing to all the people that aren't on the show, including AOP and the Viking Raiders and Kabuki Warriors, Billy Kidman and, and himself and this and the other. And it was like a, a good joke tweet, which they were taking very seriously. But you mm -hmm. see Dolph's response. Yeah. So then he said, Yawn, these are the people that I'm better than. Yeah. And put Shawn Michaels, the world. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens yes. and someone else. And someone else, like, but was, the whole point was you're not meant to know who it is. Right. But Kevin Owens tweeted back to them saying, like, mate, if you're going to do a joke tweet, at least like put it in the right order. Like You're meant to do me, <laughs> then Michaels, <laughs> then the person no one's heard of, and then the world. <laughs> That's storytelling. <laughs> put the world response. first. It's like I'm better than the world. And Owens. And, and oh, also of course Kevin he's included in the world, you <laughs> Idiot. Uh, and then Kevin Owens had a match with Dolph Ziggler. I said they had a match. Owens hit the stunner and won. It was great. And <laughs> there was a big pop for Owens on his entrance. Yay! That angle on SmackDown has actually led to Owens feeling like a star. People reacted to him on his entrance. Good signs for what's to come, hopefully. Yeah, and then he grabbed the mic and said that Shane can kiss his ass. So, great stuff. More Shane feuds. Absolutely called it as well. It came out and I was like, Ziggler's barely been focused on in this entire build for this match. I really hope that this is a quick one. Maybe Owens just comes out and stunners him. 
He did. Yeah. It was great. Corey was pointing out as well that, um, that as much as he likes Dolph Ziggler, and he's a fan because they're both heels, he's like, he does need to get a win. Has <laughs> 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 one since he come back and still had three WWE championship shots or whatever it was. Yep. Um, speaking of people getting championship shots, the championship shots that they probably didn't earn, mm. uh, Samoa Joe took on Kofi Kingston uh, for the WWE championship. Um, the, uh, Joe had a promo beforehand, which was good. Crowd were just so quiet for this, oh, and I think it's just distracting. The, prob- the problem was is the crowd just did not buy Joe as a challenger. No. They didn't buy him as a credible threat to the to Kofi's run, and that's what I was saying at the top of the show. I, Kofi hasn't had a credible threat since he won the title from Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he hasn't faced people who've been pushed as proper main eventers since he won the belt. Kevin Owens is a former Universal Champion, but was never pushed as, like, the guy. No. Then it was Dolph Ziggler, who's been a you know, mid-card act for 25 years, wherever long he's been there for. And Joe, who has been has lost so much this year and has lost by people just rolling him up and him getting angry. Yeah. And he just lost the US title. So it's very hard for them to say, like, okay, well, now you're going for the main title. So I don't know. It, it didn't really work. I did like a couple of spots in this. I liked Joe doing joint manipulation. Yes. Um, and I liked him then putting it, because it plays off the middle finger that Kofi did, and him then putting it into the steps and stamping on it. Yeah. The only thing, they never then went back to it. Yeah. They, they did that spot, and then he started working over different body parts. Yeah. I'm like, well, why, like, why did we do this bit then? Kofi was selling it for the rest of it. Anytime he hit a strike with that hand, he was like, oh, that one hurt. And that was nice, but like... Do it more. Do do more things with it. I, I think they yeah. should have played that up a bit more. But and there was a spot they played off the the joke that Joe does get rolled up when he does the Kikina clutch, which actually this is my favorite spot of the match. This was great. Yeah. So he locks in the clutch, and Kofi goes to do the old Brett Piper spot, but Joe just grabs him and just slams him to the no. mat. <laughs> nope, not falling for that again. <laughs> and it hits the sense on. Um, but that's when the crowd started chanting for "We want Lesnar." No, no we, we don't. don't. And then Kofi at the Trouble in Paradise out of nowhere for the win. No Lesnar. I thought it was standard. Yeah, I thought it was fine. And um, I, I think the Kofi just needs a big few going into SummerSlam. He does. I, I really hope he can get that with Bischoff at the helm now. Yeah. I, he he really needs a legitimate contender. Problem is that they don't really have many on SmackDown. No, like, real main eventers on the heel side of things. I think... It, Randy Orton is about it. it it's either got to be a main eventer or someone completely new like Arthur Black. Or Bray Wyatt. Just, or Bray Wyatt. Just throw him in. But I wouldn't put Bray into that position too early. Yeah, but that's yes, true. But to your point, yeah, you need to, like, it needs to be someone who feels fresh. Yes. I don't want them to do another Joe feud. No. I, that's certainly not going to help him not going into SummerSlam. He needs, like, a big, Kofi needs not just a big opponent, not a big as in stature-wise, but sort of big as in sort of presence-wise and star power-wise. He ne- It needs to feel like a marquee match. Yes. Because this did not feel like a marquee match. Despite not the fact all. it was the semi-main event, mm-hmm. it did not feel like a marquee match. As we were saying on the preview show, it felt it feels below the Roman tag match. It felt below the main event tag match. It felt below, in terms of TV time, the SmackDown Women's Championship. It felt below AJ and Ricochet because that was getting main event stuff on Raw. It felt very unimportant. Yes. And I think Kofi, to kind of legitimize this WWE Championship run, which has been, has been booked very well, but it has been lackluster in terms of story. Yes. He's just been booked strong. He's just been booked to win all the time. It, uh, to, to fully cement him as a WWE champion, he needs a big, big time storyline, a big marquee match at SummerSlam. Exactly. He, he had that when he won the championship, yeah. and now he needs one to hold the championship oh, yeah. 
and keep that. I don't think he's going to though because I think he's yeah, going to exactly. lose it at SummerSlam. All that main event like level stuff that he was getting in the lead up to Elimination Chamber or that week before Elimination Chamber. Basically, the week before Elimination Chamber up until WrestleMania was just like that's how Kofi should be positioned now. Problem is, I don't think he is. Certainly not on SmackDown. Someone made a comment on our video where we were talking about how. Roman will likely be the number one face on SmackDown, and then Kevin, is the, Kevin Owens is the number two. And it was like, then where does that put Kofi? <laughs> yeah. And like, well, actually, at this point, Kofi does feel like the number three baby face yeah. on the brand, and he's the champion. I know. It's mental. It, it is, yeah. And then we got the Seth uh, and Becky versus Corbin and Lacey main event, which we talked about earlier. Uh, one thing I, I do want to mention, sorry, oh, just about that main event that we didn't mention earlier, is how unfortunate it's been for Rollins. Wins, yeah. the, wins the title at WrestleMania. Granted, not clean against Lesnar, but won the title against Lesnar in the opener. Everyone was happy. Yay, Rollins champion. And he's feuded with Baron Corbin since, and now he's lost it. Yeah. Well, but, you know, he's going to win it back in two weeks. Fingers that's crossed. My, that's my bold prediction. Yeah. But it just feels very unfortunate for him to not be given a chance to feel like the top guy. Not He's not been given a chance to have a proper top tier feud. Like Kofi. Like, yeah, like Kofi. They've both just been booked to have feuds. Mid-card with, feuds. With mid-carders, yeah. yeah. And now he's lost the title. It, it's just really it's, yeah. No, you're run. absolutely right. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I I actually really enjoyed the show. I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was a great purview. Yeah. Um, as I said, the, the, apart from the final two matches, I had a really really fun time. As, and I can look past the even the, some of the so so matches that I wasn't really that into. I think the matches that were so good kind of like level out those ones, and then they don't feel like I, I was never. I, I got tired by the end, and some of the matches I was like, eh, that's, that's not great. But I was never like, God, that was awful. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think Bailey, I'm the same. Bailey in the two one handicap match was it was just a bit bland. Yeah, it was a bit meh. Um, but yeah, I, I'd agree with you at a four out of five. I, especially for a B show, this was this was pretty good. Um, and I, I don't think that, there weren't any matches where I was like, "That's incredible!" You know, five out of five stuff. Um, Bobby, obviously. <laughs> it was stupid fun stuff. It wasn't five out of five. I was thoroughly sports entertained. <laughs> yes, I was sports entertained at that one. Uh, but there wasn't anything, like you said, that was actively damaging and horrible. So, I mean, Lesnar's champ's not great. Left a bit of a sour taste at the end. But overall, fun. Yeah. Liked I, it. I remember, and that's so, I mean, I, I heard Stomping Ground got very good reviews as well. So that's two yeah, on the bounce. Right. Two, yeah. two four out of fives on the bounce for WWE. I do think, though, that these pay-per-views are helped by the fact that going into them, people expect them to be terrible. Yeah, and probably. they exceed their expectations which is weird as well because the card was really good yeah like, the card had some really good matches on it just a shame it had terrible builds yeah absolutely but let's have your super chats with Laurie Blake what's going on man hey mate so hey. I had to turn my mic back on and there was a lot of buttons pressing hi I'm back hey. uh, <laughs> let's do super chats I am going to again disappear from view because it's a faff to go back and forth between the screens have fun so back to you guys thanks, thanks. mate so chisel question mark so maybe it's chisel, chisel? Uh, comes in with good show that was also, how the devil are you, Luke? Very well, thank you very much. And yeah, it was a good show, Chisel. Mm, uh, I completely agree. Chisel? 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 Jesse Venable comes in with, love the pay-per-view, except AJ winning and the Brock cash-in. I also enjoyed having the Universal title on TV every week. Not excited mm. for another Lesnar reign. Yeah, I mean... I in, think, a, in absentia is yeah. how he likes to reign. Mm. I, uh, I think we might have worked ourselves into a shoot brother uh, thinking that he's going to be on TV a lot. I think we've sort of convinced ourselves that because Heyman's in charge creatively that, that 
and we've got like four weeks till SummerSlam that he might be on TV or like, but yeah. I could be very much wrong. He might not even be on TV tonight. Yeah, he might not even be there till Survivor Series. Yeah, who knows? So, who, who knows at this yeah. point? I, I'd ima- I mean, I'd imagine he'll be there at SummerSlam, but but again, it's shrugging shoulders. Who knows? Although I did like AJ winning. Yeah, I thought because I had that as my prediction. <laughs> yes, me too. That's it. It's all a ruthless game for points now. It really yes, is. Yes, it is. I didn't like New Day one because I hadn't predicted them to win. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I just want things to go as I want them to. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Goddamn wrestling with its trying to trick me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Abram Pena comes in with that black mass last night. Was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. great. I was saying this earlier to Chopper that I think it's... Uh, I don't think... Alistair Black's book to win. I think he's just the Black Mass is such a protected finisher because he is just hitting people in the face <laughs> with his foot and he's knocking them out. Do you remember when he did it to Lars in NXT and he whiffed it? But yeah. they, they still like, they ran a storyline to keep Lars off TV that he broke his jaw. Mm. I'm like crack, even when he whiffs it, like the mm. the force, yeah, like <laughs> the air that yeah. he kind of like whiffs past. He's generating G's. Exactly, yeah. breaks jaws. Uh, Aaron War comes in with a very generous donation and Thank says, you. "Thank you, not Brock Lesnar again." Oh, I know, mate. I know. Yeah, I well, think it's a short-term thing. I'm saying, I'm staying optimistic. He's not going to have a long reign. Well, I guess Heyman will be the one to do good things with him, though. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, if he's on TV, it's a different matter. Also, I'd imagine he's going to be part of the Fox deal, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so he'll be on SmackDown. So he can't be Universal Champion for like forever. That long, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Pridemore comes in with, "Good morning, guys. I became a pledge hammer this week. I've been with Yay. you guys for a few months." Uh, I'll be with you guys from a few months from now. I'm really glad to support. Keep up the good shh thumbs up emoji. Thank, thank you. you, mate. Good Yay. stuff. And thank you for being a pledge hammer. I hope you're enjoying all the bonus content. Uh, Anton H says, I wouldn't have said this months ago, but so glad Lesnar saved us from the cringe relationship of the champions. I, I actually thought, I mean, it, it, it's a fair point, mm. but I thought that once this like, match was over, that on-screen relationship was effectively done. Yeah. They didn't yeah. need to do anything else with it, so I thought they would just stop doing it after this show. But they yeah. made a man's man t-shirt. Wow. Well, yeah. So uh, maybe they're going to do. Maybe the next step is that Seth becomes Becky's manager, and it's the man's man's manager. manager. <laughs> Jack Dolan comes in uh, saying Shane won't be beating Kofi. Shane will beat Brock. Can you imagine? There was a oh, point. There was a point at the start of this show when uh, the commentator said Shane has been in the ring with the likes of Kurt Angle, The Rock, Stone Cold. I'm like, he's been forever too far booked. <laughs> like he's been overbooked and overpushed since day one in this promotion. <laughs> there day are so dot. there are so many few wrestlers. There are very few that can say they've been in the ring with all of those people. It's true. And one matches and this yeah. that, and the other. Mm. But most importantly, Steve Blackman. Yes, let's, not, the let's not forget the big Steve Blackman mm. push of 2000. Yeah. Kian Harvey says uh, last year Intercontinental title was the main event. Now it's on the pre show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get you. But point. that's because we didn't have a universal title. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Travis Woodard says uh, Who do you think Bray Wyatt will feud with? So WrestleVotes tweeted over the weekend that. Prior to the Heyman Bischoff announcement, the plan was that Wyatt was going to debut at SummerSlam and he was going to have his first appearance and match at SummerSlam. He does, I say he, they don't know whether those plans are still in place now that the Heyman and Bischoff have given the like clean slate to you know start again. So I don't know, and I and I to be honest, I think it needs to be someone that he can just beat. Yeah, just beat quickly. I, I it was cool as it would be to put him in a feud with. Alistair Black or something along those lines you don't want to put him into someone where you also need to have the other person win 
kind of the genius of Alistair Black and Cesaro is that Cesaro can take a loss and it doesn't hurt him. Whereas I don't think at this point you really want to be beating Black. You also don't want to be beating Bray. You don't want to, you don't want to be beating AJ if you were to put him in a feud with them. So you've got to like pick it smartly as of someone that he can beat. Yeah, I, I, I think like for his first feud, it's got to be someone that he can beat and someone he can beat convincingly. For, for a character like Wyatt, I don't think you can have like a Black Cesaro kind of match. I don't think you want Wyatt to have that kind of match for his debut. Just simply because of the character he's got, I think you want him to dominate. Yeah. So I think maybe have someone like a Mysterio, someone like that that Mysterio's he could just beat. Yeah. And Mysterio's not going to lose anything because it's he's Mysterio. Because yeah. you don't want to beat anyone that's too high up because then they might look a bit rubbish. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe, just to start with, just Mysterio and just beat him quickly. And everyone's happy, maybe. Someone made a very good point recently. She's just reminded me of that. Mm. Where's Lars Sullivan? Hmm. Is injured? he injured? I think he's injured. Last uh, last we heard from him, as far as I can tell, was when he lost at Saudi Showdown. No, in- and then he beat Lucha House Party the next night. That's when he got the injury. Was the next night? Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. So I think he had like too many Lucha doors. Yeah, while I was away. Yeah, I think he got he had like a niggling injury and then it got aggravated from Super Showdown and the Raw after right, I, I think okay cool yeah the more you know Bray could always mm. just roll up some Ojo it'd be fun <laughs> yeah, it's true uh, Ryan B. Bad says similar to Money in the Bank Lesnar winning the title absolutely ruined the whole pay-per-view for me it went from a very specific 3.75 star show <laughs> down to a 2 star show wow Ryan wow. B. Bad's rating system mm. unforgiving Gosh. it is unforgiving mm. absolutely uh, I, I disagree it left a sour taste in my mouth but it didn't ruin the show for me because I got uh, Bobby versus Braun I want that match on pay-per-view for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, some sort of weasel called Andy Datsun has left a message uh, <laughs> oh that God. says, the average hair in that studio is zero. He's but, not looking in the yeah, right well, places is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but also, at least with you here, the charisma level has been risen. <laughs> Yay! Whee! Got him. Uh, Larry Thank, Acup. Thanks for watching, Randy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks do, do for watching, job. Randy. Get on with your work. Uh, Larry Acup says, thanks for the great work. AEW was a better show. Mm. Might so have been. I, yeah, I was going to say, I've heard mixed things. I've heard a Me few too. people say that Fight for the Fallen was a better show, but I've also heard a lot of people say Extreme Rules was a lot better. Mm. I've heard some very, very mixed responses to Fight for the Fallen. So I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up on it and kind of judging it for myself. Yeah, I think both, sure. both clearly just had like one or two matches that were very good. Yeah. And the rest of it kind of mixed. So it really depends on, I think, where your loyalties lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think for sure. So. Uh, Oblivious Kari says, Brock's bank account is greater than Seth's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, that's probably a 100% fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that on, uh, on Squared Circle, actually. If someone's like, ah, oh, karma for Seth Rollins, talking about his bank account against Will Ospreay, and he gets beaten by the one guy that's got the bigger bank account than him. Mm. It's great. So big, he's got a, brief, he's got a briefcase to carry <laughs> some of it around and kind of fit it all in the bank. Uh, Kevin, all caps, says, Jack Dolan's super chat makes sense. Lesnar hit an F5 on Shane three years ago at SummerSlam, so long-term booking, only the best in the world can beat Lesnar. That's true, yeah. We were meant to set up that Lesnar... Shane match it never happened, did it? So yeah, maybe you're onto maybe we're onto something here. It's Universal Champion Shane. We've been barking up the wrong oh championship God. tree. Omniversal oh, Champion Omniversal Shane. Omniversal Champion Shane. When he champion. unifies the belt with his vortex. Oh my God. <laughs> It's great. Ryan F says, uh, I'd give the show a high three out of five or a low four out of five. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Very much so. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm never going to be able to say this name. Oh, no, I can actually. Dark Joker Zinn, legend killer, says, being at the show, the crowd was out it. 
The show was out too long. I think they were out of it. Yeah. The show was too long. The crowd really popped for Braun and Lashley. Most of it was due to because most of the, they just didn't buy into the matches, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably fair enough. As I said, like the, the dead crowd, I, I, no one bought into, you know, particularly in the main events, no one bought into Joe winning, no one bought into Corbin and Evans winning. I am surprised about Revival Usos. That's the one where I was thinking that you'd probably buy into it more, yeah. but... And, and AJ Ricochet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. One says, no AEW coverage equals no longer a pledgehammer. Ah, I mean, it's still getting the coverage. It's just yeah, the, we're doing the coverage. Which just... we, we, weren't av- no, we couldn't get in on Sunday to do the review of Fight for the Fallen. It's we're a man the, down. We're a man down at the moment. Oh, so holiday, we, we couldn't so. do... Yeah, we couldn't do that review. It's It will be different once, once AEW's kind of sort of like, I'd say, up and running properly and they've got a bit more of a pay-per-view schedule lined up. And we haven't got holidays in the book. I think we'll be able to do coverage. We're going to be doing the weekly yeah. TV show when it starts. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, we're a man down and it was Simon's birthday. So he was away. I was away. Yeah, we just, there was no way we could do the review and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Anthony James says, Uso match should, ha- should have been pre-show, not Balor and Shin. It's not a bad show, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah in hindsight. Not a bad idea, yeah. 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 They, they're used to it, I suppose, as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Johnny DiPietro, Randy Datsun's number two fan, nice. says, Hello, Andy, Luke, and Pete. Andy's not here. <laughs> I've missed you guys this past week, but I was in hospital for the birth of my daughter. Oh, how wow. often will Lesnar show up for this title reign, and how long will be will he hold it for? I don't care, mate. Congratulations. I don't care about Lesnar now. Yeah, no, to I, 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 I talk about your, genuinely don't care. Yeah, let's talk about your amazing miracle of birth. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm assuming trying to keep baby asleep while watching this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shh. Bore this baby to sleep. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Zach Hooper says Brock is a cancer everywhere he goes. Bit mean, I think. Bit mean. I think. Yeah, I think he's exciting and a draw. Yeah, he is a draw. Yes. And I actually liked the Money in the Bank thing. I think at the time I was like, when I was watching it, but I liked what they did with it. I, I, th- I think if they'd have uh, not done the teases, I'd have popped for this much bigger than I did. Mm-hmm. If they literally had never mentioned about him coming and then he just came out, this would have been like, oh my God, what a shocking moment. And yeah. people would have thought less about what are the repercussions of this. That's very true, actually. Even if you'd have just removed the Heyman promo from Raw, you actually yeah. would have had like, I forgot really, because I was not expecting him to come out here. Mm. I, I, I convinced myself it was SummerSlam or Fox. Yeah. So actually, yeah, Heyman setting this up actually kind of like lessened the effect of it. Very That's much a good so. point. Yeah. It was weird that they teased it and then did it because they've been yeah. teasing it the whole time, and it was, and then they came up with all these reasons why it just didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was very odd. Uh, Nate dropped surname says, "I was wondering why Brock would cash in after Seth goes into super rage mode. Doesn't that make Seth look weaker now?" Well, he just survived like a big Extreme Rules match. Yeah. Tired and from all those kendo stick shots. And I think Rollins had kind of gone out of Extreme Rage mode because he now wanted to go check on Becky. After the match, he kind of calmed down. He's like, right, let me go check on my girlfriend who just took an end of days. Uh, and that's when Lesnar came out. So he's a bit yeah. distracted. So I think it works. I think it works. Like a barbarian, he needs a long rest. <laughs> yeah. Rage again. Uh, Justin Roderick says, here's my free super chat because you're the best fake door. Thank you, Aww. Justin. Aw, thanks. It's lovely. Thank you very uh, much. Donovan Garcia says, Alistair Black's first main roster championship. Question mark. Alistair Black's? Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I'd love to see him in Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. IC title would be a good one for him. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them having moved the title specifically for that, actually. Mm. I yeah, can see them. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't doing anything with Finn anyway, so. Yeah. Moving Wolves. to Raw, but in with the club. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bushwookie, 567. <laughs> the, a long, from a long line of Bushwookies, apparently. <laughs> was at Extreme Rules and was falling asleep. Oh, wow. man. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I, I, the crowd weren't into it. No, really. not at all. 
Paul J says, my first ever super chat because I'm generally busy working at live feed times. This is Paul E. David, Paul e. Dangerously Jarman just oh. saying hi. Paul E. Dangerously. Hello, mate. Nice. Hello. Good to see you, bud. Yeah. Thank you very much for the super chat. Thank you. Ryan B. Bad says, Fight for the Fallen was awesome and better than Fighter Fest. That was an opinion I haven't heard yet. I, no, neither have I. Mm. Nicholas Belgraf, just with a donation. Thank you very Thank much, you Nicholas. Very much. Jer Personen says, Oh, for God's sake, Jeremy I'm trying to get some sleep. I asked you to keep that dog quiet. Instead, you outfit him with a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jer's just doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah I think so. I yeah. love that, man. Uh, World War Slug with two Gs, just wow. a donation. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Thank you kindly. Will Adams, Luke Owens, number one fan, says, Lads, I'm having a bad day, but you guys make it better. Oh, man. Wow, that sucks. Well, I'm glad that we can help in, in whatever way, but it's all right, mate. Yeah, it's all good. It's pretty good. Come hang out with the, It's lovely time with the boys. Lovely time, fun with, time the with the boys. I like lovely time with the boys. Lovely fun lovely time, time with the boy. <laughs> you be careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Abbas just comes in with a donation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you. Anonymous Anonymous says, did you guys see Brian's great promo after the match? He talked about how he has to aim higher than the mediocre tag team division and go where he has never gone before. Any ideas what that could be? I didn't I, see no. this. See, I hadn't heard the promo, but I'd heard people talking about the promo. And I was going to check it out before the Ramble so I could talk about it on the Ramble, but I didn't, and I forgot, and I'm really upset because I've now just remembered about it. You're fine. But that sounds... Yeah, I know. But that sounds... Oh, I'll get my chair back. Really, yeah, really <laughs> curious. <laughs> that sounds really curious, and I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what he's going to do now. Maybe it's... Maybe it's Brock. Maybe that's what he needs to do. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, like, if it's where he hasn't gone before, that would be Universal, Universal. Championship. So, yeah. yeah. Women's title. Or cruiserweight. I mean, I, I if it. It, a star would be on to yeah, a know, but so People might actually watch it. But NXT. How yeah, but how, but how many. Oh, Laurie. Uh, a little Kushida match. Oh, oh, mate. But then again, you talk about stars on 205. How many stars are on NXT UK? Tons. Yeah. No one cares still. Very no true. one would care about TFI for life. If Dr- but they're not been pre- they have been presented as stars, though. Well, yeah, I guess. But still. Yeah. Apart from like, Dan and Walter, I guess. Yeah. Thank you again to Brandon Abbas. Uh, thank, you. thank you also yeah. to John Marth. Uh, Party on Sparty 18 says Seth's tweets will be deleted before the day is over. <laughs> I haven't seen Seth's tweets. What I was going to say, is he been tweeting? I don't know. Shall I have a look? Uh, I, I, you Googling ask a question. I'll live do it. on air. Okay. Uh, Ralph Marion says, since Seth and Brock are going for the Universal title, could you see Bray and Kofi having a match at SummerSlam? They can use Bray's new character going after Kofi's kids and get them to let him in. <gasps> I could dig That's it. That's yeah, I could dig it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I keep saying this. Uh, I think SummerSlam is a good time for Kofi to lose the title. Uh, he hasn't had the greatest run, but I think it, you don't want to drag it out too far so mm-hmm. people start to dislike Kofi with the title. Um, so, yeah. And if you want to cement Bray Wyatt as a star, WWE Championship is a good way to do that. Certainly a way to do it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's actually a really good shout. Um, I've just checked Seth's Twitter and he's not really tweeted anything. So maybe they've already been deleted. Maybe they've already, been deleted, maybe yeah. they already have. Uh, Nate Drop's surname again says, Take a finally had a good showing to end on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, well, well, will not be the end. No, but, uh, yeah, c- commentary definitely put that one over. He was like, "Hey, Michael Cole was basically telling the fans to stop being so pretentious." He's like, "Hey, guys, enjoy this site. Just enjoy the Undertaker for God's sake. We don't know how much longer we're gonna do it. Just enjoy it while he's here. We're paying him enough. Just enjoy <laughs> this, will you? This is costing us a lot of money." <laughs> 
Tomo comes in Tomo. with a very generous donation. Thank says, you very much. Did you guys know that all your beards are just stunning? Oh. Mainly lorries. And once again, best. sending love to everybody. Yeah. Ha, Excuse ha. me. I think Lorry's got the best beard out of all of us. Outrageous. You're fired. <laughs> Shut up. Go in, Kenny. Uh, Zayn Kazi says, Do you see Alistair Black and Cesaro becoming a tag team? Oh, Both like to fight, <laughs> so could develop mutual respect for each other. No, absolutely not. Cesaro does no. not need to be in a tag team yet. Neither does Black for that matter. No. Absolutely Keep them both single stars. Which actually means, yeah, they probably will end up on a Absolutely. Yeah. Which would be even funnier because they're not on the same brand. They're going to replay the bar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cesaro's kept the gum shield that says the bar on it, so they'll yeah. just yeah. rebrand it. And yeah. Black will just join. The new bar. <laughs> oh, mate. The lowered bar? The new bar to face with the new day. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a new bar. Yes, it is. Uh, thank you to Tajwa Collins. Thank you to Eric Enigma as thank well. You thank you Kevin, all caps, says, nobody's talking Kevin. about Dawson's face when he was lying on Uso's body after a beatdown behind the referee's back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I good. laughed so much. Yeah, it was funny. It was very funny. Yeah, that was a good spot, actually. I should have mentioned that. Thank you again to Eric Enigma. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan Baroub says, I say Naya return, not Banks. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's not the worst shout in the world. Sure. I mean, it's it's a disappointing result, but it's uh, yeah, it's not the worst shout in the world. I, it's actually to, a very good shout. To be as Bailey's friend, yeah, uh, sure. You know, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Devante Lee says Joe is the new Bray. He talks great and then loses. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so unfortunate. It is unfortunate because yeah. Joe is so good. Yeah, it deserves better than that. Yeah. David Thompson says, loving the content. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Job it's a JJ. Braun in these sorts of matches is just a joy. Oh, it is. It is. This is what they should be doing with Braun. Yeah. It's the most interest that I've been in Braun for a long time. Mm -hmm. Love this. Yeah. I want to see a Braun in the China shop match. That's what oh. I want to see. <laughs> yes, mate. Uh, Shadow Demon 22 says, every time Brock wins, 10 more fans switch to AEW. <laughs> I actually would imagine that when Brock wins, more people tune in to watch Raw. Mm. Yeah. Possibly. Dakota Oliver says, Strowman is the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. 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 That in my review, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy Datsun, oh, that dweeb, oh, says, Finn Balor just tweeted, bye-bye. Does this mean Big E is turning heel on the new yeah. day? It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing that man's ever said. That's <laughs> very, very good. That's actually pretty good. That's yeah. great. That's well, so Finn tweeted, bye-bye. Mm. Interesting. That, it's Finteresting, is what it is. I think he's saying goodbye to SmackDown because he's going to Raw to join the club. I know that's what I'm thinking. Optimistic. Too. And we're talking about big angles for um, uh, Raw reunion. Mm. It's another option. Yeah. Or unless he's just saying bye bye oh, to the belt. Bye bye. Yeah, it's yeah, a picture of him with the belt. Of he's saying bye to the belt. Come Damn on, it. guys. Damn it. That was, that was that was our fault. We got yeah. ourselves hyped up for nothing. Job JJ says I've watched a triple threat from X Seven and wondered that I want that kind of matchup with big guys, Godzilla style. And now I got it. Oh. So much fun. Mm -hmm. So good. There's a moment during that match. Might be my favorite moment of the match is when uh, when they're fighting in this sort of little fake like building area that they've got, and Kane and Big Show just start pushing each other into walls, and the walls start crumbling. It's <laughs> oh, so good. I Love like the it. one where he has like what is it like the hose thing around Raven's neck, and then he yeah, throws him through throws the window. Throws him through a window. It's oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What a brilliant match. And, and uh, then they start doing Mario Kart. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Good. It's awesome. Raven nearly turns off the, uh, the pay-per-view <laughs> feed. power supply. It's awesome. Uh, Michael Brown says, 50 character max for chats is as frustrating as WWE. I'm assuming that's something to do with YouTube. Mm. Probably, yes. Which I don't understand. No, I was no, watching no, the feed no, just no. like, I don't know. I don't know what's tell, going on. Tell I don't know how Andy does this. It's like watching a Matrix. <laughs> uh, 
King Coolin, thank you very much for your donation. Thank, thank you. you. Tomo says, Tomo. I really want Andrade to be Kofi's next challenger. The oh. matches they would have would be great. They would be. They would be, but... Andrade doesn't feel special at the moment. No. You almost, I, want, you almost need to rebuild Andrade before you put him into that position. The thing is, I feel like we say this a lot, was like, oh, they're not really in the position for it. All you need is one hot angle, and then Bra- they're, a, Bobby, they're suppose, a star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, all you need is one good angle. All you need is, on, on this SmackDown, have Andrade do something amazing, something that makes him look like a megastar, and then say, and now he's going for the WWE Championship. We'll be like, okay. You say that, but they did that with Joe. Like Joe came out and choked him out, and Joe, uh, Joe, you know, r- r- ignoring the Ziggler thing, did give Kofi his first defeat since winning the belt, mm-hmm. and he was pushed to be a big threat, but people didn't take him as a threat because of all the losses that he's had previously, and I, I think with Andrade, he's just he's done nothing but lose since he got to the main roster. That he needs some like big wins before you can. I think people can then say, yeah, I, I take him seriously now. Yes and no. I think Joe Joe's angle didn't make him look like a megastar. That was a way to get Joe in the feud. That wasn't a way to make Joe look like a big threat. That was him just doing Joe things. Mm. Coming up from behind and choking him out and yay, go Joe. I think if Andrade did something shocking, if he did something that was completely unexpected, like the, the Braun Bobby angle came out of nowhere, made them both look amazing because it was such a huge, like, over-the-top angle with explosions and God knows what else. And everyone goes, oh my God, these guys are really cool. If Andrade came out, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now to give an example, but if Andrade came out and did something that made people go like, this guy is incredible, then I think they, they'd have a reason to just be like, and now he's going to challenge Kofi because he's got new fire in him or whatever. I think reason. you could do a, a WWE Championship match between the two of them and just announce it. And it happens on TV where the crowd aren't really going to be that into it because they don't take him as a threat. But then mm. actually if they have an incredible match with some amazing near falls mm. and false finishes and stuff yeah. like that. That might be a way to completely yeah. rehabilitate him because then everyone would just forget about because he, he'll have had this amazing match where people bought into him winning the title off of Kofi. I think the only problem with that is it's a TV match, so it has to be two out of three falls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick Castell says, "Hey guys, just wanted to say, got my Ridge wallet a few days ago, hey. and I've been loving it. Thank awesome. you for the recommendation." Of course, there it is. Mm-hmm. Got mine. Got mine as well, which is probably a bit scratched. Yay! Yeah, it's very cool. Why is yours so scratched? I don't. I keep my keys in the same pocket as my wallet, so it probably scratches. Amateur hour. Yeah, I know. Well, it's better than having my keys next to my phone because then I don't want it to scratch the screen of that. Why don't you? Have you tried wearing your keys on a chain? (laughs) No. Like the nineties. Yeah, like the nineties. You get the Rachel haircut while you're at it. RJ Kalmarin says, no more Beast Box. No! No, I mean, that that was a very short-lived gimmick, wasn't it? It was fine for one week. Yeah. It was fine until they they took it too far. Exactly, yeah. By giving me decals on a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and a t-shirt. Uh, Devante Lee again says before the last match I said I'm done drinking for the night and then Brock happened. Why does he care so much about that damn jam belt? I don't get it. Money, I guess. That damn jam belt. <laughs> yeah, I guess in in kayfabe world, you earn more money when you have the belt. Yeah. So. And he likes to be champion. Brock likes money. It's the it is the top belt. Mm. Mm-hmm. How many more have we got? Uh, a few more. Uh, sh- about probably about ten. Lightning round. Uh, Lightning round. Sean Turner says, "Where is my screen grapple award for the greatest idea of the year, aka my Bailey Sting idea? Where is Ollie? Did he get an accident? Chopper, stay safe, Ollie." <laughs> Oh, well, that's a question for you and Simon. Why didn't he get a screen grab award for that? Because we make it up on a weekly basis. <laughs> There's no planning. No. Uh, and Ollie's on holiday. He's back on Wednesday. Yeah, he, he hasn't got an accident. 
<clears throat> Not yet. Uh, Zawa the Viking Slayer said, Any chance Heyman or Bischoff bring Harper back? That's a very cool name, by the way. Uh, no, uh, no, bearing in mind that Vince has still got final say and Vince does not like Harper. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, sh- I sh- should say never, never say never in wrestling, but I would imagine no. Highly unlikely. Yeah. Anthony Eng says, Kofi pin Brian to become WWE champion. New Day pins Brian to become the tag team champions. Mm. Mm. Didn't think about that. Good, that was yeah. cool. Well, doesn't Brian look rubbish? <laughs> Brian goes into <laughs> a three-on-one handicap feud. To, to win, win all three belts. The tag titles on his own yeah. and the, uh, he is the WWE Championship. Yeah. yeah, once again. Thank you very much to Viola for uh, a subscription. It's V space Ola. Mm, so nice. Not like a Viola, the instrument. Not, no, not uh, instrument. Thank you very much. Anthony James says, Taker versus Lesnar at SummerSlam, question mark. <sighs> I think I'm done with Taker Lesnar matches. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want that. Yeah. City uh, Taker going for the top title yeah, no, in no, 2019. Not happening. No, thanks, mate. No. RJ Kalmarin says, Black Mass or End of Days? Black Mass. Black Mass. All day long, Black Mass. End of Days is great, but Black Mass. Black Mass. I think End of Days is my favourite, like, grappling finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then Black Mass is probably my favourite. Yeah. Just, yeah. This is just a kick to your head. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Nesby with a donation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Jordan Price says, I like your guys' content. Keep up the good work. Thank, thank you. Guy, Lee. Tom Evans. Thoughts on Raw Reunion? Also, big fan, guys. Oh, well, thank you very well, thank much. thank you. I think it needs to be more than a nostalgia show. If it's just a nostalgia show for uh, cheap ratings pop, not into it. But if it's a way to do a big angle in front of a big audience, because more people are going to watch it, uh, then I am all for it. I don't think this was Heyman's idea, and I think they've announced it before Heyman took over. and said, oh, by the way, in a couple of weeks, you're going to have to do this Raw Reunion. So maybe Heyman can make something of it, but I think it was initially announced for a ratings pop. Mm, okay. Uh, Nate Drop's surname says was at Fight for the Fallen it was a great show but it was hot oh, yeah. like, like this room in really. Florida yeah. <laughs> shocking in no. the swamps in the swamps uh, Scyther versus everyone says Matt Hardy has teased V1 or Woken on Instagram which would you prefer imagine a V1 Hardy return to feud with Nakamura or something else. V1 Hardy. I'd have no nostalgic feelings towards V1 Hardy because no. he was in the time when I'd stopped watching. So I I don't know. I don't really know. But then again, I didn't like Woken Hardy either. So, yeah. I prefer yeah. Woken because I have it has a chant that I enjoy doing. That's about it. I, I have no strong feelings either way. The only thing I remember, like, because when I got back into wrestling in sort of 2005-ish, my housemate who had been watching at the time would always just go, V1, uh, and he liked the theme song. That's about. That's the only thing I really know about him. Genuinely, couldn't tell you anything about who you want. I'd yeah. prefer Woken, but they want. I would let. I'd want them to do. Just let him go full crazy with it, like, yeah. and because yeah. it was very tame when he was doing Woken, Matt oh, Hardy, yeah. and I want. I want to see like when they were just in Impact, letting him go nuts. Yeah, and film all of his own stuff. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, Final Deletion was the greatest part of Matt Hardy. I thought mm. it hit on his <laughs> WWE run. I think that was the mm. be- the best installment of Matt Hardy. Mm. Stephen Corton says, Braun with the classic Shockmaster finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine if he oh, burst through and fell over? Oh, oh, brilliant. Man. Damn, I should have thought good. of that joke. That's so good. Scott Sloan says, am I the only one who hates Rollins as a face? No, probably um, not the only one. Yeah. I, no, think, I think he's better as a heel, but I don't mind him as a face. I'm less interested in him as a baby face, but yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't, I don't hate him as a baby face. No. Hate's a strong word. And finally, Nate Dropped Surname comes in with, don't forget, keep on chopping. Chop in the morning, mate. Everyone wants to try and give me a cat. <laughs>